Welcome to the Elite Life with Trisha and Kylie. This is where we'll teach you how to develop grit, give yourself grace, and succeed in real estate. So let's dive in. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of The Elite Life with Kylie and Trish. I'm Trish and this is Kylie. Yes, hello! (laughs) And today we just wanted to drop some quick ways you can get some more forward momentum in life and get out of whatever rut you might be feeling stuck in right now. I'm so ready for this episode because I can feel like, I always come to this spot in life, we've talked about it before, where you're at, at the end of one chapter and you are right on the precipice of the next chapter and you can feel that forward momentum of life just kind of like pushing you along. Yeah, yeah. And it feels kind of like, I I feel like while the seasons change, right? Like we're going to be coming into spring here. I feel like that's that's really when I notice it. It's like, okay, it's winter time and I hate it because it's dark and it's cold and I'm done with this. Can we move on? Yes. Right? We're ready to move on. Um, so I have like four different spots that I'm going to talk about. And, um, you know, we, we do this with your job, your kids, your health, your marriage, right? Yeah. There's lots of different spaces where you could feel stuck or like, man, I just wish this changed, but maybe you don't know how to change that. So you're just sitting there and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting. Um, so I'm going to give you some things that you can do while you're waiting for things to to change, yeah. right? Um, so the first thing is with your job. Like if you feel stuck at your job, maybe you feel unappreciated. Um, I was reading a stat the other day that 87% of people who quit their job, they don't quit it because of pay. They quit it because they feel unappreciated by their frontline manager. Yeah. So they feel like the person that they directly talk to doesn't give a crap about them, basically. Right. I mean, and we've we've discussed that before, you know, um, people. I think it's interesting that you found that because we are, you know, Everybody needs money, right? right? <laughs> Money's important. Um, but I mean, I've worked a lot of jobs where the job was difficult or 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 just really abrasive or just sucked the life out of you. But at the end of the day, because I was on a really, really good team and I really loved the people that I worked with and I felt love from upper management, like I stuck it out and I was like, I'm your ride or die. I'm not going anywhere. So long as we have this relationship, like let's make this work, you know? Yeah. And I feel like this is applicable to like we've talked about, like all humans in all areas. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. And the first thing I want you to do, right? You feel underappreciated, annoyed, overworked, underpaid, list goes on and on. Um, I want you to sit and assess, are you really doing your best at that job? And that's a tough conversation to have with yourself because sometimes you realize, you know what? I am kind of half-assing it. Right. Absolutely. And I think that that happens. Like, are, are you showing up every single day? As your best self. Are you contributing to the problem because you have a negative mindset and a negative outlook and you come in and you just start bantering with your colleagues like, this place sucks. Andy's a jerk. I wish I, you know, like <laughs> what what is going on when you, I just know We're Andy listens. Andy. <laughs> <laughs> but, but too, like, are you to that point, like, are you showing up and 
earning the appreciation and the thank you and the gratitude that you are that you're wanting yeah absolutely and that's exactly what I'm talking about because I know some people um that I can think of off the top of my head that they sit there and they complain about their job and then they stay up late drinking and then they wake up late and they go in hungover and you're late for work repeatedly you're hungover you're doing a crappy job and then you're surprised when you don't get any positive recognition or you get fired <laughs> or you've quiet quit, which is not a movement I get behind. I think that that's absolutely terrible. But that's for another episode where you allow me to have a couple drinks when 75 Heart is done. And we'll just <laughs> unload that. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's really important to have that self-assessment. And uh, we're constantly talking about auditing like what's out here. But it's just as important to audit what's in here and what's going on. If you're not showing up and you're not doing the work, why would anyone give you a bonus or give you gratitude or give you a pat on the back or even just say thank you? Yeah, yeah. So at the end of the day, make sure you're showing up as your best self. And then the next thing which kind of goes along with that is are you adding value? Are you taking things a step further and ask where where you can proactively add value without even being asked. Like I had a job one time where all day I just went conference room to conference room to conference room listing properties with clients. So after a little while, I realized, okay, I've got this down down to a science, right? I know how to walk in. I know what to say. I know how to make it happen. And then I started realizing little things about these conference rooms. Like, man, I really need more folders. Man, I ask these people questions. They start crying. I need Kleenex. So I started stocking the conference rooms. And then it was like, okay, you know what? Um, I noticed when you walk in the doors, we had glass doors and they'd have handprints all over them. So I started washing the doors and making sure the doors were clean when people came in. These were not things anybody asked me to do. I wasn't doing them for any sort of recognition. I was doing them because I knew like, number one, it would make my job easier. It would make other people's jobs easier. It would just make the place nicer when you come in for the clients and like, you know, selling your home is an emotional situation. And this was back when short sales were happening. So it was very emotional for those people. You were so basically a therapist. I really was. I was m- a very much a therapist. Um, so I was asking myself, like, what ways can I make this better for myself, make this better for the clients, make it better for the team? And what I did was I ended up making myself indispensable because after I did that, I'd start asking like, okay, you know, short sales were starting to fizzle out a little bit. I had extra time. I'd walk around and be like, do you have any work I can do? Is there anything I can do for you? Is there anything I can do for you? So by the time that 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 place ended up closing and I stopped working there, I was literally doing stuff in every single department, not just my department. And it wasn't because I was asked to. It was because I, number one, just like to stay busy and I'm crazy like that. It makes the day go. It makes the day go by faster. And like I knew when I came in that I wasn't getting paid what I wanted to get paid or what I'm worth getting paid. So I did end up going and asking for a raise. And he couldn't say no because I was indispensable at that there point. There it is. Yeah, I'm helping every single every single department, every single team. And this guy was like a cutthroat savage. He wasn't handing out raises. <laughs> and even at first he was like, uh, and I'm like, listen, I do this, 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 this. You I were like, whole list. Brah, 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 brah. Rapid yep. fire. Yep. Yeah. And I got the raise because he couldn't say no. I added value. I showed up every day. I didn't sit and complain. Um, And that moves us into the next thing, which is uh, how can you make yourself better for that job or even better jobs? Like 
taking classes, listening to podcasts, reading books to learn more about how you can do better, how you can lead better, how you can be more coachable. I will tell you every every job experience, including the one I have right now as a broker, owner, founder, gets better and I feel better about it the more I learn, right? Because I'm confident. I can do a better job. I can be coachable. When I first um, started taking on new agents and I first was in a leadership position, nobody teaches you how to lead at all. And so when people would come in and they'd say, hey, like, what if we did X, Y, Z? Or what if you did this? I would feel like I was getting criticized or critiqued instead of, hey, how can I be open to how I can do a better job for these people? Right. I think that that's an upcoming stars course. How to leadership. Leadership. Yeah, I agree. I agree because especially in real estate, nobody teaches you how to be a real estate broker. And I know all the things you can do wrong <laughs> because what happens is you just do what the brokers you worked for did. Right. And if they didn't do a good job, then guess what? You're, You're not, not starting doing out a good doing job. a good job either. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you don't know any better, right? Um, and then lastly, like if all else fails and you've done, you know, you've taken the classes, you're showing up as your best self, you're adding value, you're doing everything that you can do to try to move forward at this job or in this profession. Um, you at one point you have to stop and ask yourself, why are you staying there? Like maybe this job has run its course and it's time to open the door for the next adventure because change can be uncomfortable and it can be scary. But if you're hating every single day because your job sucks and you're already beyond uncomfortable there, you don't like it and things aren't going good and nothing is changing, you got to ask yourself, how much better could your life be if you just said, I'm, I'm going to move on now. It's my yeah. time. And that's okay, right? Like yeah. we grow and we change as people. So it's not likely that the job we got 25 years ago is going to be an exact fit for us today because we aren't who we were 25 years ago. So it might just be that time. Right, right. I love that. And I think another um, point to add is when you're in this situation and you're like, okay, I have a decision I need to make set a deadline for that. So like if you're in a job um, where you're like, all right, I'm going to pour everything I can into this for the next six months, put six months on it, say six months, um, because that'll go by quick, just in (laughs) case you were worried about it. Um, uh, Put a deadline on the calendar for six months and say, I'm going to show up for six months. I'm going to do my best for six months. I'm going to grow myself for six months. And if like, Trisha just said, if things aren't changing or if things aren't going the way you want them to, then say, all right, my six months is up. Got to move on. Yeah. But plan for that. Please, please plan for that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that that's with anything, right? So we, we have to have a plan. We have to have dates for execution. And I think that when you do that, it feels actually good when you leave. It's relief. Right. It's not scary because you've done the best you can and you're like, you can walk away saying, all right, well, that was that. Yep. Yep, absolutely. It shouldn't be a it shouldn't be a failure moment either. Like you said, um, a lot of people stay in a place because they're afraid to look like a failure. They're afraid to let people down. And um, I think that if you look at it like, all right, the season is up. 
it's up, you know, and move on. It's not a loss. Right. Yeah. And that kind of takes me into the next thing that I want to talk about, which is relationships, right? Because your job is a relationship. But let's talk about, you know, marriages, dating, relationships with other people, significant others. Um, This is one that I think like it it happens for all of us at one point in our life, right? Like this, this is going to happen where you're like, okay, we've hit a brick wall. Are we going to stay together? Are we, you know, we're just cohabitating? Like, what are we doing here, right? And what are we doing here? (laughs) What are we doing here? And this will, you know, when you hit this wall, it's like you have two choices. You you can have a conversation with the other person or you can start making decisions in your mind and doing things. So um, the first thing I want you to remember when it comes to relationships and really everything in general is, You can only control and change you. That's it. You can't control and change the other person. And especially as women, we love to do this. Well, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to make him better. Like, here's the thing, ladies, like your man is not your project. Okay, he is not your project. Like when he came into this relationship, he was some sort of way. And again, one thing that does happen is over time you both change and you both grow. And I know you can either grow together or you can grow apart. Yep, that's Absolutely. really the only two options. Absolutely. And, you know, the, a lot of times when I talk about this and I'm like, you know, how could you be a better you? And they'll go, well, no, 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 no. I'm not the problem. He's the problem. He leaves his dirty dishes in the sink and she doesn't cook me dinner and he doesn't do this and she doesn't do that and everybody doesn't do what I want them to do. And here's the thing, guys. Like, <laughs> I when, when you and intentionally decide that you're going to be the best you you can be and then you intentionally work at that and instead of thinking about what the other person isn't doing or should be doing or how they're failing at your unrealistic expectations because I'm the queen of unrealistic expectations. Can we, can we get a holler on that uh, producer Dave? Dave's so. going to be like amen right? So <laughs> I I make all of these unrealistic expectations in my mind and I have started audibly checking myself on them because I'm like you know what like here's a great example we're walking yesterday and I'm like, uh, first of all, I volunteered to make something for the Saturday party, right? And then I'm like, oh man, I don't really feel like making something for the Saturday party. Hey Dave, you want to make something? And then yesterday I'm like, hey, what are you making? He's like, well, I'm making these sliders. And I was like, oh, you're just going to pop them in the oven when we get there? And he's like, well, you know, I was going to do X, Y, Z. And I'm like, well, you should probably do You don't blah, get blah, to blah. drive that bus. Right. right. And then you I'm put like. put that in his hands. <laughs> I know. What's I was the matter like, with you? I audibly was like, I don't need to be involved in this. No. I'm not cooking. I didn't want to cook. Now you volunteer to cook. Now I'm going to tell you how you should cook when I don't even cook the stuff. I don't even have the recipe for what he's making, right? So I need to focus on me. So I have to audibly tell myself and check myself because for the first, you know, 10 years of our marriage. 10 years, people. (laughs) 10 damn years it has taken her to come to this point. Poor Dave. Can we all give a round of applause for Dave here? And prayers up, please. (laughs) But you you know how I realize this? Personal development. I was listening to some podcasts and I'm like, I set unrealistic expectations for others. I I do that. That is me. But you have to do that work on yourself. I have to change me to change we. And I have to keep doing that. This is an all day, every day job to keep checking myself. 
health instead of saying, well, he should be doing this and he should be doing that and he should be doing this, right? Um, And one thing I will say is like I notice when Dave is working extra hard to be intentional about things in our relationship. When he comes in and I'm working, 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 he's like, what can I take downstairs? Or he comes in and he gives me an extra kiss on the forehead. And after like so many of those things, because I'm an acts of service, right? Like we all have different love languages and I'm an acts of service. So when I notice that he is intentionally performing many acts of service, small or large, like cleaning the kitchen, filling my car up with gas, you know. Oh, that's a good one. Right. I'll notice and I'll be like, dang, I need to, I need to up my game and do some things you know like I need to like he's uh his love language is touch so like I need to make sure I spend time with him and you know I set my hand on his arm like these aren't hard things these aren't big things for me to sit next to him on the couch and set my hand on his arm but because that's his love language and I've paid attention to hey he's being intentional about speaking my love language I need to be intentional about doing the same for him I need to up my game and be a better spouse like yes I'm working hard right now and I'm grinding in my business but I need to take five minutes because he is intentionally taking this time, right? So he may not even be thinking about that. He may be thinking about something totally different, like whatever. But I'm noticing and that makes me want to change me because he's changing him. So So it's this like constant cyclical situation yeah. of being aware and not being a self-centered narcissistic piece of garbage. Yeah, yeah. Instead Don't of seeing- be garbage in the words of the great <laughs> Andy Damas. <laughs> Stop being trash. Don't be trash. (laughs) All right. So be a better you. And then they will want to be a better them. I will say, circling back super quick, that uh, the best, some of the best advice I've gotten from my mom, she is my like life coach in the marriage department because my parents have been married for 152,000 years. (laughs) And um, uh, they, I've never heard them argue. I've never, I mean, they go back and forth and have their own stuff, but they are literally best friends. They do mm. everything together. They love the crap out of each other. It makes me want to throw up. Aww. So the best advice that she gave me um, as a wife was you cannot have the same expectations for him as you do for yourself because you know 100% what you're capable of and you can control you. Mm-hmm. Can't control him. So if you say, okay, your job today is like, hang out with the kids or do this or that that's it yeah he happens to get to this that or the other in addition great but I love what you said about being intentional because I think that that is that's where it comes in like we can get so blindsided with the chaos of life and kids and work and you know the other night I just realized I was like I've literally been working almost every single night for the past two or three weeks after the kids go to bed yeah, and that's okay though. That's okay. You're in a season but that everybody that's okay. has to be on the same page. Yes. You yeah. know, if your spouse is not in grind mental mode, they might be viewing that as she would rather be working. She doesn't want to spend time with me. She would rather be working. What's going on? Yeah. So that brings me to my next point though, which is communication, right? Open, Open your, your mouth, mouth and talk it out. <laughs> Because I find that communication breakdown is like the number one relationship destroyer or builder. You will find that couples that talk to each other, and I mean like really talk, not how was your day, but actually are like, listen, what I'm hearing right now is X, Y, Z. And what I'm feeling right now is X, Y, Z. What I'm feeling right now is (laughs) F-U-C-K. Right. Yes. 
Yes. But here's the thing, like, you know, um, I, I, I end up in the therapist role a lot. Right. And so I, I talk to a lot of people, friends and family about their relationships. They always want to open up and talk to me about them. And I will ask like, it's your own fault, by the way, so inviting and therapeutic, (laughs) but I'll ask like, well, have you told her any of this? And he'll be like, well, no, I'm just, I'm not really good at talking. You know, I, I, I am really in then one time you're like, like, but you're talking to me about it right now. And I'm not even involved. Exactly. And here's what I want to say. Like, if you're not a good talker, because he was like, you know, I'm really good at writing. And I took out some of the letters and cards that I wrote over the the years and stuff like that. Okay, so if you're not good at talking, all right, we'll give you that. Then sit down and write and then and then hand it to them and sit in front of them and let them read it. But you have to communicate. People cannot read minds. And like you were just saying, nine times out of ten. It's you, a miscommunication. You are miscommunicating. You think that you're, you know, here, here. let's give a little example, right? I come in, I, I see a, a, a sink full of dishes and I am huffing and puffing and I'm putting the dishes in the thing and putting the dishes in the thing and I'm mad and I'm mad and I'm mad and I'm thinking in my mind, all he ever does is play video games. He can't even clean up the dishes in the sink. What is wrong with him? Blah, 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 blah. And so I'm huffing and I'm puffing and I'm doing this, right? And then I go in the other room and I'm, tell, I'm, I'm calling you and I'm going, all he ever does is play video games and leave all these dishes in the sink and blah, 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 blah right? And so... So what what didn't I do there? I didn't stop and go over and be like, hey, honey, listen, when I come home from work, like it really stresses me out if the first thing that I see is a sink full of dirty dishes. So like if you got nothing else done in the day, if the one thing you could please make sure is done is just that the kitchen's clean when I come in, it would just be super helpful to me because when I come home, it takes me a couple minutes to just like decompress. decompress. And if that's the first thing I see, like it just ramps me up more. And I and this is a me thing. And this is what I ha- I have learned to add. This is a me thing, and I understand, like, it might not be a big deal to you. Maybe where you grew up, you guys had dishes in the sink all the time because we all grew up different, and that's another thing we want to remember. Everybody grows up with different different styles of life, right? Like at your house, it might've been totally fine to have dishes in the sink all the time. Whereas at my house, it was super traumatic because we all thought about who was going to do the dishes and no dishes were ever left in the sink. And my Italian stepdad used to make spaghetti and make 16 hours of dishes. So dishes are traumatic to me. They're a trigger, right? Why does spaghetti always involve 14,000 pots and pans? I know. I know, right? I don't. I can cook <laughs> all of that in one. So you have to remember again, just like we're talking about like don't put your expectations on others. You have to communicate when you don't like something or when someone isn't meeting your unrealistic expectations, your mind. And you have to communicate why. That's what I really, really have found is important. Because if I just say, Kylie, I want you to go work out every day. You might take that as, wow, Trish thinks I'm fat, right? But what I'm really saying is, Kylie, your health is really important to me. You're my best friend and my cousin. And I want you to live forever and ever and ever. So I want you to work out and eat well so that you can be there and we can be old and gray and like, you know, be a hundred years old together, swinging on a swing, drinking lemonade, um, talking about these stories that we talked about on the podcast, right? <laughs> Remember that time we had that podcast show? 
remember? That was great. I don't know how we end up from Minnesota, but it's all right. The why is super helpful. It's super helpful because, again, like this, these may not be issues to people. Like for me, my closet is a huge issue. And I think I've talked about this before where Dave does all of our laundry and I would start freaking out in the morning because my stuff's all over in my closet. Well, he just he's hanging the clothes up, right? To him, his mind doesn't work like mine where all of the suit coats need to be in order and all of the dresses need to be in order and everything needs to be color coordinated. That's not a thing to him. So I had to explain to him like, hey, you don't have to do this, but instead of putting all my stuff in the closet, just leave it on the bed. Or if you do want to hang it up, could you hang it up in this fashion? Because my crazy brain works like this. And I know yours doesn't. Again, this is a me problem, not a you problem. So, so what we've established throughout this entire show so far is that Trisha is a neurotic control freak. Yeah. <laughs> And if you are too, you got to communicate it. <laughs> and one one quick point before we go to a uh, short break is um, I did family law for like 10 years. So that involves divorces, child custody, things like that. And I cannot tell you how many relationships could have been saved if these people would have just talked to each other. Yeah. And, and been humble about it. I think that's the other thing too is like you said, like recognizing your culpability in the situation it takes two people to tango for sure. So all good things. Um, Thank you so much for listening to all of that. Step one, come yeah. back for more. We're going to take a short break to hear from My Stars Academy, which is amazing and awesome. And you should go to MyStarsAcademy.com and see what it is. Go. Do you know more than 80% of real estate agents fail and quit in their first year of business? MyStarsAcademy.com has set out to solve this problem by providing a convenient, expert-based training and coaching program for both agents and brokers. The Agent Accelerator program teaches agents everything they need to know to level up their business, have a constant flow of free leads, convert those leads into clients, and take those clients to the closing table and keep them coming back for more as repeat business. Our industry experts have years of proven success in the business and are here to share that gold through one-on-one coaching. This will help you achieve more structure and work-life balance. We will map you a plan you can follow, which will guide you through the steps to scale and grow in both your business and personal life. Don't be a statistic. Visit MyStarsAcademy.com and enroll today so you can get the success you deserve. And we are back. Thank you so much for sticking with us on the Elite Life Podcast. We are just talking about some different ways that you can work on yourself and your relationship. Um, if you're feeling like you're stuck or you're stalled or it just isn't going your way. Um, we you, chatted. If you can't see the forest for all the dang trees. Yeah, that. so we chatted about being a better you and making sure that you're doing what you can to show up as your best self in the relationship opening your mouth and talking it out communication is everything and then the last two I'm just going to breeze on through which is make sure you're asking them questions and not like what's the matter with you why you got that face on because that's what I say to my husband what's wrong with your face why you got that face on yes yes ask them questions like what could I do to be a better partner for you? 
You ever ask that question? I always ask, how can I help you? Yeah. How can I help you? Like, you have a face like you're going to have a heart attack and I can't have you leaving me with these three kids. How can I help you? I love that. How can I ease your stress? How can I make our house more functional so it's easier for you while you're here? How can I help you with your goals, right? How how can I show up for you and help you move these dreams forward? Then you realize your partner has no goals and you're like, well, that's what's going on. Well, then you can ask them the following questions. What went great today? I love to ask my kids that question what went great today what was your favorite part of today and then I also like to ask the question what do you wish would have went differently mm-hmm. we play best worst weirdest at the dinner table so uh, we'll go around and we'll say the best part of our day the worst part of our day and the weirdest thing that happened I love that I it's love so that good. the kids love it because they'll be like the weirdest thing was Martin farted in glass today and nobody giggled oh I know. And the last thing, like I mentioned, was getting counseling. Hey, you know what? If you have gone past the point of no return and the stagnation or the deterioration of your relationship, go get counseling. A lot of people I talk to, they're like, we're getting a divorce. I'm, I'm leaving him. I'm leaving her. Like, this is over. And I'll be like, well, did you guys try therapy or counseling? And they're like, no. Oh, well, why not? Why not? Like, that's why it exists. We weren't meant to do this alone. And again, like, especially if you've been together a long time, you may have grown into different people. But that doesn't mean at your cores that you aren't still great companions and that you can't figure out a way together to merge those paths back together. So I love it. don't be afraid to get counseling. And then the last thing I'll say about that too is don't be afraid to try multiple counselors because sometimes, you know, everybody isn't great at their job and you may go to the first therapist or counselor and they may suck and, or maybe they are really siding with one side or another because they don't even realize it, that they've been through something similar. And so their own paths are triggering their advice, right? Trust no one. Trust no one. So don't be afraid to try multiple counselors. All right. All right. All right. Last but definitely not least, we're going to talk about mental and physical health because you have to put your oxygen mask on first. It's true. And there's so much sickness and, um, you know, different diseases out there that weren't out there before. And like I'm thinking in my mind, like lupus and things that are deterioration on your health where you're used to being this certain person that could get up and run and jump and feel great. And maybe now you have one of these autoimmune diseases where you can't leave or you're sore all the time or different things like that. So how can you get out of the fight with chronic illness or mental illnesses? I mean, those drag you down like quicksand and they can keep you down for days, weeks, years, months, like but there are some things that you can do that a lot of people don't do that could be helpful. And the first one is like super common sense, but people don't do this all the time, which is take your medications as directed and take your vitamins. I feel personally attacked here. I mean, some, one of us too is constantly not taking her vitamins. I I got like two out of five, two out of seven last week. Mm-hmm. So 
Baby steps. Okay, baby steps. Um, but this is a thing, right? Like, this is literally one of the easiest things you can do, which is take your medication as directed, take your vitamins as directed. Now, if you are like, well, I don't like how they make me feel, then go to another doctor. It is not, I mean, it is science, but it's not an exact science when we're talking especially about um, different mental illnesses that you may be dealing with. Sometimes you have to try different combinations of medications. Sometimes you have to try different doses of medication. A lot of times those medications are a compound effect where you have to take it for so many days or weeks before it's actually acting the way it needs to. Or maybe you need to go to a different type of doctor. Like I had a stomach issue one time where I was feeling nauseous every time I ate food. And I went to all of these medical doctors and they could not figure it out. And I mean, they they did their best. They gave me tests and scans and all the things. I ended up going to a functional medical doctor where they took all my blood and I found out that certain foods made me sick. So I had to realign my diet and they were healthy foods. It was like sweet potatoes, which I ate all the time, you yeah. know. So sometimes it's just certain That's foods. a shame, by the way. Those are damn. I know. I ate them every day, oh, right? Throw some honey and butter on those bees. I know. So try functional medicine. If regular MD is not working, um, journal it out. This is super helpful. Sometimes you just need to start getting the thoughts out of your head. If you're having problems with your mental health, you can sit there and start journaling and getting all those things out because sometimes you just need to vent it. You need to have, if you don't have someone to feel it, your paper can feel it, right? Sure. You get it out out of your head and onto paper. Um, Pray. Whether you believe in God or the universe or what, you can go inside and pray. And again, feel like someone is listening. You're getting those thoughts out of your head. You can be verbally praying. Um, You can meditate. There's free apps like Insight Timer is a free app. I love that one. You need to link up with them and get a... I do. They need to be a sponsor of our show. Um, They do guided meditations because I always have wanted to experience like the great effects of meditation that I hear about, but it's very difficult for me to just sit calmly and try to quiet my mind. So I like guided meditation for me is everything and Insight Timer is free. Um, you can get guided meditations on YouTube. Actually, the Peloton app now has guided meditations and yoga that you can utilize. Um, so utilize some of those where you're literally just sitting in one space and being able to be because a lot of times that contributes to mental illnesses is is the non-stop right like your brain is going your body is going everything is going um and you just need to have a few minutes for yourself right to just chill especially if you're just constantly barraged with <sighs> sorry I just went to a scary spot. <laughs> I right. called my house when all my kids are home because school has not been in because we've had ice, layers of ice. Well, the next thing we can do is exercise. If yes. we want our physical and our mental health, especially <clears throat> mental health, people will be like, oh, I don't have, I wish I had more energy to exercise. Let me tell you guys something. Energy begets energy. When you go exercise, you feel energized. And if you're saying, well, I can't exercise because my back, my knees, my this, my that, my eyes, all eyes, blah, 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 blah. There is something that you can do. You can swim. Everybody can swim. If you can't swim, you could yoga. If you don't like swimming and yoga, go roller skating. I went roller skating with the girls last weekend. It was so much fun. Guess what? That's exercise. Ice skating, Pilates, CrossFit, boxing, hiking. 
Angelina hates working out. So when I go, did you do your workout? She's like, I danced for 45 minutes. <laughs> That's still a workout. You're getting your heart rate up. You're getting sweaty. And here's what happens, guys. When you move your body, your brain releases chemicals that make you happy. They make you happy. They give you more energy. So it is science that exercise puts you in a better place mentally and physically. So if like, what is that quote? If you, if you can't run, walk, if you can't walk, crawl, if you can't crawl, I forget what the last one is, but you can do something, right? So start small, work your way up. You will feel great about the moves that you make. Even like when I first started, I didn't always exercise. I started with an app where I literally walked for a minute, jogged for a minute. All I did was jog for a minute. And by jog, I mean walk quickly, right? So I started there and now I run marathons, right? You can start small. You can start just parking in the back of a grocery store parking lot and walking into the front door. You can combine this with other things, but move your body. Um, If you have physical problems, this is another one that like is super common sense and easy, but literally you can talk to physical therapists and nine out of 10 of their clients do not do their at-home work and they wonder why their shoulder never gets fixed and their knee never gets fixed and they never move forward. If you are in physical therapy, do your at-home exercises. Let me say that again. If you are in physical therapy, do your at-home exercises. You're welcome to all you PTs out there in the world because I have done physical therapy six times with six different physical therapists and every single one of them says, you're literally like the only client I have that actually does her at-home exercises. Yeah, because I want to get better because I have other things I want to do in my life. I have stuff to do. I don't have time for this. Absolutely. But I know you know, so many people, even in my own life that don't do their at home exercises and then they get mad and it's everybody else's fault. Why they're not getting better. Why aren't you getting better? Because you're not doing your at home exercises. You have a hundred reasons why you're not doing them. Guess what? If you can, if it is important to you, you will make it a priority to you. So if you want to get better, you got to do the work to get better. Go to your therapy, do your therapy. Um, if it's negative thoughts, take them captive, say them out loud and give some positive affirmations. I am getting better every day in every way. I can do this. God fights for me. I'm not along. I'm getting stronger every day, right? You are at the end of the day, the one that is going to get yourself better or keep yourself held exactly where you are. And the thing that I wanted to get through here, I know this went way longer than I planned was- yeah, I did. Jeez. We feel stuck and we wait and 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 we say, you know, oh, I'm not doing that, you know, my my relationship is not getting better there. I'm gonna wait for this. And here's the thing, guys. Delay is not denial. Just because it's taking longer than you expect for you to get better, feel better, get to a better step bot in, you know, your job, your relationship, that doesn't mean that it's not gonna happen. Because at the end of the day, you have to show up to win. But you also have to show up when you feel like you're losing. You have to show up. You cannot get to winning if you are not showing up. You got to bring it when you feel like it. You got to bring it when you don't feel like it. Success is not going to be handed to you. And a lot of times if we experience failure or setback or stuckness, it feels like a big L. We're taking a loss. But it's not. It's setting yourself up for your next level. It's setting yourself up for your biggest victories. And when you're serious about getting to your goals, you don't stop when you're frustrated. You pursue as long as it takes, as long as it takes to get better, to get to a better space in life. And at the end of the day, what do I always say? 
Ain't nobody coming to save you. Nobody's coming to save you. You got to save yourself. They can't save you in the real world. Nobody is coming to save you. You have got to save yourself. I tell my kids that all the time. Nobody's coming to save you. You have got to save yourself. So there is work to be done in the waiting. Things will get better, but you got to do the work. Well, thank you for that message, Pastor T. <laughs> Spitting hot fire from the pulpit. Um, I loved all of this. And um, if you loved it too, or even if you didn't, hit that like button. Hit the subscribe so you don't miss any more hot fire coming out of this woman's mouth. And uh, share the show. I mean, we always say you never know who needs to hear something, um, who needs a pick-me-up. Um, if you felt we brought you some value, we had some cool stuff to say, share the show. Share the show. We love you. Come back next Thursday because we're going to be dropping another fresh episode of Elite Life. Bye. We thank you so much for joining us today on the Elite Live with Trish and Kylie. Be sure to share the episode with a friend so we can continue bringing you more great tips on grit, grace, and real estate. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook. We hope the ideas we share continue to help you build an empire and leave a legacy. It's always fun to start. <laughs> you come in so hot. You're like, welcome, welcome to the Elite Life Podcast. It is not Sunday, but we've got some monster trucks for you. You know he's leaving that in. <laughs>